Welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. were true 
we're going to leave you towards greater success and happiness and fulfillment. And when she talked about that constriction, I immediately knew that was the feeling I had felt. And then I also got almost instantaneously that it wasn't my actions, it was my thinking about the situation that I needed to change, which is something very different. And it started me on this lifelong path, first as a personal practice, and now my for the last 15 years doing it professionally, of learning how to use this internal guidance system and how to lead my life towards optimal success and happiness. And that's so what you began to use it yourself initially. You then began to use it with clients. And one of the things I love about the book through the GPS that you've written is all the client stories you share there. So you began to use it in your own life and in your life with life in your life with clients. And just give us examples. One for your own life, perhaps one for a client of how this whole process works. So what happens is, is you'll be kind of bebopping along in life, and all of a sudden you may feel a sick feeling in the pit of your stomach, which is kind of a solar plexus area, a tightening in the chest, a lump in your throat. You'll have this physical anxiety, which is, I found that stress, worry, and fear, and anxiety are all actually closing, which is guidance that what you're thinking is not true, not in alignment. And so you'll be bebopping along, and let's say, you know, for me, what it, what it often would show up as is, is I would give somebody a call, sounds really menial, but it's tough, it's tough. I'll give someone a call and they won't call me back. And in the olden days, I used my IDS, I would then begin this period of anxiety. And I'd be thinking, for me, what did I do wrong? Did I do something? Did I upset them? Did I hurt their feelings? What? And I'd try and scour my mind, and it would become this hijacked moment where my mind would take over. And what I learned was is that I had this deep-seated fear from my childhood that uh, if I did something wrong, people wouldn't like me and then they would abandon me. And so in using my internal guidance system, I was able to stop and go, wait a minute, I'm feeling this anxiety, this fear. That means what I'm thinking is not true. I'm getting guidance that my thoughts are not true. Okay, and then you can begin to maneuver your mind. And in using this internal guidance system, you begin to maneuver your mind little by little too so they're not upset. Okay, that feels a bit more easy in my body. I feel less stress, less anxiety. Okay. And then it would be, they're just really busy. Cool. That's even lighter. And over the course of a period of time, what happens is, is not only do I know that's not true and I and I was able to move myself away from that, but I actually believe that in using this, you create a new neural pathway. And what I found is now, if someone doesn't get back to me, I have no emotional experience inside whatsoever. But I totally trust that they'll get back to you and they can. But that whole button, suffering, was dismantled. So that's one of my experiences, and as many. I mean, I use this every day throughout my whole life as I come across things that create suffering and, and anxiety. And so often we're making meaning out of those events. They're just events. They don't have any inherent meaning necessarily. Any of our minds make meaning out of them based on our childhood, based on our conditioning, based on our habits. And then those meetings we make out of them lead us to suffer. So this is a wonderful way of detaching from those so we no longer suffer. Exactly. Exactly. And in that suffering, we often take actions that make it even worse. Like, you know, calling them again or, or putting up some sort of wall as a protection when they do call your cold to them. Or, you know, there's all kinds of ways that we begin acting out that create a snowball effect, rolling down the hill, getting worse and worse. So give us an example from a client story, and especially maybe one from the beginning of their experience of discovering their inner GPS, which you call your inner GPS, uh, just, just IGPS. So go ahead and describe.
describe that from the perspective of a client discovering it and then needing to use it in their own lives. It's so funny, I'm sitting here and there's so many. I'm like, oh, well, I should tell this one. Oh, no, I should tell that one. Okay, so here's the one. I'll offer the one that I've come up with that um, I think would be the most fun, which is I had a woman and she used to get in, get really, really angry and upset because Ben would not take out the trash. And when he did, he would, you know, take it when he wanted to, and they had this big, giant fight. And every time that she would see that the trash was full, it would create this floating sensation. But she just saw that as more proof that he, she kind of chopped. What, what happens is we, when we feel this tightness, we actually kind of believe the thought. There's some way in which we've got it backwards. Anyway, so she took the class that I teach on how to use this, and she said, wait a minute. I get really, really angry and frustrated with my husband for not taking the trash out. And I'm closed. So that means how I'm thinking about it's not true that he doesn't take the trash out. And I said to her, well, but you even close, I can feel people's closings when I'm working with them. You even feel more closed when you say, but he doesn't take the trash out. She goes, well, he does take the trash out. He just doesn't, doesn't take it out on his own. And I go, and then she says, I close again. And what was going on was, is she said, well, what I'm thinking is not true. But she said, I said, you need to go home. And find out about this. Ask him why he never takes the trash out. So she goes home and she says to him, okay, honey, I'm taking this new class and I, I, I'm, you know how upset I get about the trash situation. He goes, yeah. And I said, she said, well, I, I don't feel like you ever take the trash out. He goes, what do you mean? You take the trash out all the time. And he goes, she says, well, I see the trash getting full and you never take it out. I go to bed each night, I just clean the kitchen and I look in there and the trash is full. And he looks at her and he goes, sweetheart, I don't take the trash out at night. I take it out in the morning because otherwise it draws an animal. Haven't you noticed we don't have any more raccoons in our yard at night? And she was like, and it dawned on her. And she was like, you're right, there's no more raccoons. He goes, I was telling you that if I take the trash out at night, the raccoons come in. And so he was, but what would happen is that she was leaving for work before he was. And then he would empty the trash, but by the time that they got home in the evening, the kids would dump trash in there, everything. So she never really saw the trash being emptied. She always seen it as like half full or full. And so anyways, that was just one moment. And she said, you have no idea the peace and love that's come into our house since that one issue was solved. She said, I was going to bed almost every night angry at him. So people often are interpreting those events around them in such a way as to make no negative stories about them, and then listening to your inner GPS, you then start to question those stories. Yes, it lets you know when the way you're thinking about something is creating pain and suffering in your life, and then it supports you in finding the thoughts that bring you to peace and happiness. That's its total job, is to get rid of the falseness that the mind produces, and then put back into place the things that are actual and, and real-time information that's true. One of the analogies you use in the book is the whole idea of hot or cold. You liken it to the game you played as children when, when you, your, your classmates or your family members would hide something in the room when you weren't there. And when you were close to the, the item, they would say you're getting warm. And when you were further away, they would say you're getting cold. And so rather than an auto switch, like a light switch on and off, you liken it to more like a dimmer switch where we have those hot or cold sensations. Go ahead and just explain that idea more. Yeah, so what this feels like in the center of the body, and we'll do an exercise here in a little bit, 
um, to share this with your listeners so they can feel it. But it feels like um, when it's cold, for instance, you're moving farther and farther away, it begins to show up in your body as a very tight anxiety, high anxiety feeling that can get all the way to panic, a panic feeling. A lot of people report, like, for instance, waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning and having these panicking sensations about things in their life or, or be driving down the road and you'll have a thought about something going wrong and you'll literally have that feeling inside and to the thought when you have this physical thing. Well, that is the heat of clothing. That is cold, 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 freezing cold. As we, when we used to yell as a kid, it's cold, you're in the earth, you know. And that means that what you're thinking is absolutely 100% not true, not going to happen, not on your path. And your idea is deeply guiding you to drop those thoughts. And then on the other side, as this pendulum swings, it has a gradient that goes from panic all the way through neutral and then back up into a feeling of ecstasy, excitement, of passion, of purpose. It feels like a deep opening, like you have lots of oxygen in your body. There's an exhilaration. People have these brilliant ideas of something that they know they need to do. They can't stop thinking about it. They feel almost high and excited in it. And that's the way on the other side, which is super hot, scalding hot. And that is IGS giving you the sensation to let you know that that is a, and a, a thought pattern that you need to glom onto, hang on to, move forward with that is on your path, in your purpose, definitely. And then so we have this, this, and the gradation will give you the strength of it. So little things like I'll be driving down the road thinking, oh, I think I should drop that off at the post office. I may get like a little slight expansion in my chest area. Or I may think, hey, maybe I should drop that off at the post office, and I might get a light. So those are those are like a smaller thing. The tightening would mean, no, this is not the time to go to the post office. And I can tell you, when I thought that, I show up at the post office and there's a line of 30 people. When I have this light opening, either there's nobody in line or there's somebody in line that I was supposed to see. And I'll be like, hey, what are you doing here, you know? And so it kind of swings back and forth. And throughout our day, it gives us these types of levels of guidance based on how powerful the thoughts are we are having. Wow. That is so useful. So like that different switch, and it's giving you those sensations in varying degrees of strength from that range of scolding hot to arctic cold and everything in between. Yes. Yes. And once you learn to use it, it becomes really easy to interpret where you should be moving, uh, where you should where you should be placing your attention, what's true. And talk more about neutral. Well, neutral is simply that you're not sitting upon a thought that is leading you towards or away from something or that you're on track. You're already on track. There's no, just keep thinking as you're thinking and moving forward. So an example of this would be, I had a client who wanted to be open and he was moving and that it was time for him to leave his home. And that when he was looking around, he was in the Bay Area, looking around all the different areas in the Bay Area he could move to, everything was neutral. He wasn't really getting an opening about anything. And we kept coaching and I said, well, that means that you just haven't hit upon the post yet. You know you're moving, so just let it just let it come. And then he took a flight down to L.A., and as soon as he landed, he felt open. And as he was driving around L.A. for his business trip, he totally, as he was thinking, maybe I'm supposed to move here, he was open, open, open. And what it was was he just wasn't holding the thought. He was thinking Bay Area. And as soon as he transferred his mental thought process towards a different spot that he was actually supposed to move to, he opened. And he was given the signal. So it, you have to, it's really based it's on our thinking. It's really based on 
you know, helping us guide our thoughts. Because our thoughts are so powerful. I mean, as you're even discovering, it's turning on and off genes, right? Our thoughts are so powerful. And this is a tool to help us be completely conscious in moment-to-moment basis in a way that's not exhausting, it's actually fun, and it realigns us with focusing on that powerful energy we have towards the, in the perfect place for us. You know, several stories in the book about clients who were thinking about either moving geographically, moving their houses, moving across the country, moving jobs, and so on, and then they consulted their energy GPS, and it was full of interesting information. Sometimes it would affirm to them that it was a place to move to. Other times it would affirm it wasn't a place to move to. When they were doing that, it was bypassing their conscious mind. They were feeling the perfect place in the world for them. I think it's so true for us that we all do have our perfect spot, and some people feel really ill at ease and not at home where they live and have the sense to move. They may be frozen in fear and terror, but they... They may be staying there for that reason, but they, they have the sensation that there's something else, some other place for them to be. Other people feel really at home, and it even changes, as you mentioned in the book, throughout our lives sometimes. There are places we're meant to be for a certain part of our lives, and then we move on. That part of sensing where you need to be geographically on the face of the planet is a really interesting one. I don't know if you noticed, but it seems that we can talk about this a little bit more, but it seems like people kind of travel the, the, the earth in, in, in their own particular herd. I don't know if you've noticed that. But they'll go from, like, Maui to the Bay Area to Sedona to Boulder and back. And then there'll be another group. <laughs> <laughs> Sedona, and then, yeah, you know, it's like, and the Big Island. And, and it's really interesting, but I, I found that that's how it works. So what I found is, and I think this is, Of our body, if there, if there is such a thing, 
And, you know, so whether they need grounding or they need more of a hard space or they need to be more in a spiritual center, I think that might have something to do with it as well. It seems to me that certain places on the planet have a tendency to engage different areas of our humanity, and I think that's part of it, too. Hmm. Interesting. You also talk about the three areas of the body where people most commonly feel their guidance, and those are the throat, chest, and solar plexus. Why do you suppose it's those three areas? You know, it's interesting. Um, I, a lot of people, I'm not really a big scholar on chakras. A lot of people try to align it to that. I, I don't really have a big theory about it. But what I do know is that the throat, when you're feeling a closing in the throat, not everybody even feels a closing in the throat, but when you feel a lump in your throat or tightening, that means that what you're thinking is disempowering yourself. You're, you're, you are undermining your own self-worth in your thoughts that you're creating in that moment, and your IGS is responding to that and letting you know you need to change your your essence, your value, the way you think about yourself, the value that you perceive you have in the world. And then the chest area is real-time information about the thoughts you're having about the past, present, or future, and it expands and contracts most often around things. And then the, the solar plex area is about a belief system. And so often where the chest will expand and contract and be very visceral throughout the day um, as your thoughts are passing through your mind giving you guidance, the solar plex has a tendency to show up as a solid constant. I mean, it may feel churning, but it, it's a constant thing that will be there because as we get on, and what it is, it's a belief system that's not true for us, that's coloring the way we're thinking about a whole entire particular topic. So let's say you're going to buy a home, and there, you keep finding a particular home that, it's, that, and it's, that you're attracted to, but it's just out of what you feel your price range is. You'll see, as you're thinking about the home and how much you love it, but that you can't afford it, and you wish you could, and that's the home you really want, but you can't afford it, the belief system that you can't afford it is the theme running through that, and it'll show up in your solar plexus, and that's your IGS, internal guidance system, asking you to stop and look at what the theme is, what the content because if you pull that thread and get rid of that feeling, you're, you'll open. It's the feeling in the, in the solar plexus will disappear. It'll evaporate. And, and you're actually being guided to that home and that you will have some fun for it. It will be, it is the right home for you and it is where you belong. And your IGS is sharing with you that this limiting belief is keeping you away from your ultimate success and happiness in life. And so it shows up around our children and our parenting styles. It shows up around food. It shows up around large bodies of thought that are taking us away from our happiness and our joy and are not true for us. Interesting, because I find that when I work with people in live workshops, they usually are feeling their sensations in that in the region of the center line of their bodies, anything from the middle of their forehead to their throat to their chest to their gut. Occasionally there's somebody who says, well, I'm feeling it in my shoulders or the back of my neck, the back of my head in my knees, my feet, some other place, but almost always, like, more than nine times out of ten, it's in that center line of our bodies, and I, I wondered, I just always wondered if there's something to do with the way our bodies, uh, our bodies, when our cells are dividing in the womb, of course, we, there are two bilateral sides of the body that develop, and the joint in the middle, I, I wondered if it's, if it's to do with the joint there, if it's to do with the two hemispheres of the brain, if it's to do with the bilateral nature of the body, where we tend to have, uh, our bodies are pretty much bilaterally equal, 
So we just let them float through your mind like a cloud goes through the sky as you're being aware of your feet and hands. And here's the first sentence. I do not have an internal guidance system. I do not have an internal guidance system. Now I want you to notice any sensation that happens between your throat and the solar plexus. I do not have an internal guidance system. And then bring your awareness to your feet and your hands. There's the second sentence, like a cloud to the sky. I do have an internal guidance system. Any sensation between your throat and solar plexus. I do have an internal guidance system. Alright, and then open your eyes, wiggle your toes, toes lashes. How was that? What did you feel? Was there an experience there? Yeah, I felt nothing when I said I do not have an internal guidance system. And when I said I do, I felt this warmth all the way through the head line of my body, all the way from my hands to my feet and everywhere in between. So it felt like this affirmation of that being true. And the other statement was just like, as you were saying, Arctic cold and didn't feel at all. All right. Well, what, what, that's great. So what people report, and each person has a little different experience because the way we feel our bodies is each a little bit different, but is on the first one, I do not. They feel a lump in the throat or a tightening in the center of their chest, lack of air, like they have less air, like air is leaving their body or they have a hard time breathing. And we call that closing. And that means what you're thinking in that moment, which is I do not have an internal guidance. It's not true. not going to happen. And the second one was just like if you said people experience when they say I do have an internal guidance system, they experience a warmth through their body, feeling like they can breathe more, upward rising V of energy or more of an expanded feeling. Any tightness that was there for the first sentence disappears and is replaced by this. And we call that opening. And that means that your thoughts are in alignment and on purpose and on your track. And then once again, there's the neutral, which is often happens when, which you may have experienced for you, we're in the middle of a, of a, of a radio show here, so there's other things for you to be kind of thinking about, and if your mind had any other thoughts going on, since the IGS reads the thoughts to give you guidance on your thoughts, it may, it may have been that there was some other little thought in there, in that for, for that, that part of the exercise. But I think you got it really, really well. Yeah, the thing I love about this is that it's in your body. We can argue with stuff in our mind, but we can't argue with feelings in our bodies. Well, that's exactly it. That's what I love about it, too. I, I kind of think of it as a little alarm bell or a little warning sensor because we don't pay attention to our thoughts. In fact, the number one thing that people report when they begin to learn to be aware of this is I got, I was going down, walking down the street, and I felt the closing, but I couldn't remember what thought I had in my head. It was gone. How could I have a thought? I can't even remember it two seconds later. It's because we don't pay attention to our thoughts, and that's what our ideas want us to do. So you'll be going along and just in this relaxed, peaceful, flowing state, because that's what people live in once they use it. Thought will go through, like, oh, no, I didn't pay my ta- I didn't pay enough in taxes this year. And you'll feel a tightening. You'll be like, oh, I did. Everything's fine. My taxes are fine. Oh, I opened back up. Where before you may have ruminated and you've been in suffering until you figured out your tax situation. It could be weeks or months, you know, as you were thinking, I gotta get those done. And it turns out to be fine. Or you can just cut it off at the path. And it is actually fine. It's actually incredibly accurate. So. There are people who do live their lives trying to write everything from their rational mind. And I think it's definitely exhausting. The other thing you talk about is the relationship between your TPS and emotions. And go ahead and talk about that relationship for a moment now, when it is part of your emotional sensing, but it isn't, and the relationship between your GPS emotions. Yes. 
But what I have found is that our emotions are not enlightened. Most of our emotional experience is programmed between the ages of zero and seven. It comes from how we're told to function in the world and be and behave, as well as watching our caregivers, the way they react to the world and what their emotional state is. And what I've found is, is that our emotions come from our mind giving us meaning about the past, present, or future. In other words, creating a story about what's going to happen next. And our idea is separate. It lets us know whether the story that the that your mind is creating, whether it's accurate or not. Because oftentimes that's what creates all of our suffering, is some story that we may have about what's coming in the future that's going to be awful or painful or difficult. Or what somebody else, what story we're making about how somebody else feels or thinks about us or what they're going to be doing in relationship to our life that makes us unhappy. And when that meaning gets generated by the mind, it creates a chemical reaction that floods our body. And even in the midst of that emotional experience, your internal guidance system is still working, letting you know, even in the midst of the emotions, whether the thoughts that are creating them, whether they're true or not true, whether they're leading us, whether it's in alignment with our purpose and path or out of alignment. So an example would be how I figured this out. My mom passed away when I was very young, very suddenly. And I remember after all of the memorial was complete, it was just me at home. I remember literally laying on the living room floor, wailing like animals because it was so painful. I was 23 and my mom had left. And whenever I would think about all the things that she gave me, I would have this beautiful expanded feeling. Even though I was in this despair and grief, my inner beingness was filled and open, like the warmth that you experienced when you said, I do have an internal guidance system. But when I would think, what about me? Who's going to be there to help me raise my children? She's not going to be see me graduate from college. All of these thoughts that were me-related and also projecting into the future the meaning that I was going to be alone, I would get this deep, deep closing, that, that, that bucket sort of closing we talked about. Many of those thoughts were not true, not going to happen, and I need to let them go. And I remember laying there and thinking, I can't hold those thoughts anymore. I'm already in so much emotional grief that holding those pity thoughts is going to kill me. I mean, literally, that's how it felt. It was just such a difference. And I stayed in the opening richness of gratitude and the, and that and the meaning of my life having been beautiful for my mother being in it. And I, I can tell you, over the years, I have never once lacked for an extraordinary mother figure in my life in any situation. I have more women that are older than me that are like my mom and I turn to and that are there for me than I could have ever dreamt at that moment. And it's true. I have had someone there sharing my life with me on that level and in that relationship my whole life. Wow. What a powerful story about how you can feel your guidance system even in the middle of those crises. Often when we're over the emotion. Our minds, of course, are not not used to those situations, and we aren't able to have any perspective on our lives. So it sounds like we're going to be able to give us perspective, even when our emotions are huge and overwhelming. Yes, and you want to hear this is super cool. So <laughs> the other thing I love, the other thing is, is it's not just about pleasant or unpleasant emotions and your ideas, right? So. You can be really angry or really disappointed and have an opening, which means how you're thinking about the situation is true and it's in alignment. And when you step forward, it is an expression of opening anger. Because you're in alignment, change happens. And people actually understand you. Closing begets closing and opening begets opening is what I found. And so 
no matter what your experience is, it's beautiful for relationships it's between siblings and family members and spouses. Because when you are aligned in your thinking and your emotional experience, you'll powerfully be able to be received by others. You're authentic. And a massive change in health and harmony comes from it. So it's not about never having an unpleasant or charged uh, emotional experience. It's about them being aligned. That's what's important. And let's be authentic. You can tell a person is aligned in personalism. I think intuitively we sense when someone's talking and they're really aligned with what they're saying, what they're doing, reflects what they're thinking and who they are. So that authentic person comes across with real power. People who are inauthentic don't have that kind of power, no matter how much they try, how persuasive they are. And that authenticity is uh, uh, such a source of personal satisfaction and and genuine interpersonal power in our lives. It's, it's authentic. It's not something we're trying to do to control the people or control the situations around us. It's an expression of who we are. So I love that idea that this produces authenticity in our lives. Yes, and it feels so good. It's healthy. It's just I, it's a, extraordinary. It's an extraordinary experience to be in an emotional experience like that where you're open. I, do. I, I, I wish it upon everyone because it really is now, amazing. Have you had any clients who don't have an internal guidance system or can't access it? There are, I have not had anyone that cannot access it or does not have it. A couple of situations, each person is unique. There's a couple of situations where, one, their mind is talking them out of the sensations they're having. So that's not it. That can't be it. Or, or kind of covering it up. And then we do personal coaching or they do a course with me and I'm like, oh, you're close. I just felt it. And they go, oh. And they'll be like, that's it. I'm like, that's it. And I go, oh, I feel that all the time. You know, that's
a living room having conversations about the internal guidance system and what it's about. And she said, you need to be a part of the Transformational Leadership Council. Let me get you a meeting with Jack. She goes, you know, that is where the secret was filmed. And almost everybody in the movie is in TLC. <laughs>
dropping into what I call your listening, where you're just sitting hands, feet, and listening to them around you for a few seconds, and then hold the thought. Is it in my highest good to go on this vacation? Or be yourself, physically getting on the plane to go on the vacation, depending if you're a visual or a thought group, and see if you open or if you get a closing sensation. And you can use it that way um, as well. It's easier when you get better at it, when you begin to notice more about it, but you can use it to ask questions of your life. But it really is a new operating system. What happens if you get information from your guidance system and it turns out to be wrong? I haven't had that happen very often. Um, and when it does occasionally happen, the person will come back and tell me why it was wrong. So it, what happens is, here's the example. So we'll make up a story. So I got asked to a very, very high-powered business meeting to potentially work with this, with this group. And I got an opening to go. Well, immediately my mind began saying, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get a business deal. I was still open. I'm going to be working. This is going to turn out to be an amazing project that I'm going to get from this. And if I went into this whole generation of a story around this business meeting. But then I closed it up. I went to the meeting and I closed it up. And nothing happened. Yet four or five months before, four months later or so, I walked into a Forbes event, the magazine. And that person that I met with introduced me to somebody who had all those things. We didn't end up doing an extraordinary business deal. They funded like technology company. All this process that happened. So it was accurate, but not to that particular timing. So the method seems to be to trust those signals, even though you don't know where they're going. Then I so appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us, your passion with us, and for the amazing work you're doing. Thank you. This is so fun. Find out more about Zen and her work at zenhinamoments.com.